Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Good morning, everyone. Jennifer LeClaire here with you, Senior Leader of the Awakening House of Prayer Global Movement. This is Mornings with the Holy Spirit, and we are pressing in daily to the power and presence of God. I want to remind you all, we have a church in South Florida. It's called Awakening House of Prayer. It's a church. It's a house of prayer. It's a epicenter in the region. People come from all over the world, all over the nation. Every week we've got somebody coming to visit from somewhere, and we're so glad to have you. If you're in South Florida, there's no reason for you not to be there in a chair on Sunday. 1047 a.m., 1.30 p.m. are our worship services, two different messages, prophetic encounters, The Holy Spirit is moving at Awakening House of Prayer. Amen. God bless you to all my Awakening Prayer Hub leaders. We're contending for Awakening. All my Ignite Network family members, we are pressing for a pure prophetic flow. And we are going to jump in today to evenings with the Holy Spirit, listening daily to the still, small voice of God. That's right. You can watch the first service at ahop.online, all of you out there. I would love to be your pastor, your virtual pastor. Go to ahop.online and check out the web church option. Amen. God is good. Today's devotion is from morning, uh, evenings with the Holy Spirit. And today's devotion is titled, I will never let you down. Come on, somebody say never. I will never let you down. And here's what I heard the Lord say. I love to hear you pray because it demonstrates your dependence on father. I want to lean and depend. I want you to lean and depend on us and not on your own understanding. I want you to acknowledge us in all your ways, says the spirit of grace. We want to direct your steps. It's your humility of heart and confidence in Christ that allow me the freedom in your life to move how I want to move, even when you don't see the path ahead. 
Continue to depend on us. We won't let you down ever, says the Spirit of grace. Today's scripture references Psalm 5-3, Proverbs 3, 5-6, and Psalm 37, verse 5. Now the prayer starter from the devotion, I am completely and utterly dependent upon you. Help me not to rise up in my emotions, my mind, or my flesh, and move ahead of you. Teach me to maintain an attitude of dependence and give me the grace of humility. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Father, we thank you this morning that you are good. The devil's a bad devil, but you're a good God. And you're much better than his evil. You're much better than his darkness. You're much better than his lies. You're much better. Whatever the enemy has to throw at us, you're much better. You are much stronger. You're much more powerful. You're the almighty God. So we lift up your name today. We lift you up. You are the author of our faith. You gave us the measure of faith with which to believe you. And you give us your word to help us build our faith, to grow in faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You are such a good, good father that you have set us up for success. You've given us everything we need for life and godliness, and you will never let us down. You will always be there. You're a very present help in time of need. We do not have to worry. We do not have to wonder if our God will show up. You are the God of miracles. You are the God of salvation. You are the God of deliverance, the God of signs and the God of wonders. That is who you are, and we love you, Lord. We love you. Because you first loved us. We can't even love you without you. It takes God to love God. God, we thank you. You have made a way for us in the wilderness, through the desert. Though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will not fear because we know that you are with us. Whatever trial we go through, whatever spiritual fight, whatever battle in our mind, you are greater you're greater than our hearts and we love you. We love you, God. We love you. Help us to love you more. We just want to love you more. We want to to spend our life loving you, to spend our life worshiping you, to spend our life advancing your kingdom. And Lord, we know there's an enemy and the enemy of our soul is the enemy of your spirit. Come on. The enemy of your soul, of our soul is the enemy of your spirit. Or should I put it this way? The enemy of your spirit, God, is the enemy of our soul. We have the same enemy. We are on your side. We are on your team. We are on your crew. We are in your gang, God. We don't want to even try to go this alone. Why would we? When you've offered so much help, why would we try to do anything in our own strength? God, would you show us? Would you show us when we have slipped over into self-reliance? Would you show us when we have slipped over into self-anything? Self-confidence is good when it's based in who we are in Christ, but God, when we try to do things apart from you, we can't win. 
Jesus said, apart from me, you can't do anything. Apart from me, you can do nothing. But you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. So God, help us today to make sure that we are really walking in you, really moving, living, and having our being in you. Would you help us, God, to make sure that everything we do comes out of a place in your heart, motivated by your love, spoken by your very own lips, directed by the Holy Scriptures. God, would you help us because we don't want to misfire. We don't want to misstep. We don't want to mistake. We don't want to go the opposite direction of where you're leading us because we don't like where you're sending us. We don't want to be like Jonah who runs away from your will because it doesn't suit us, because it makes us kind of mad, because we don't want to step out and be that one. God, would you help us today to get in line with your will? Would you help us today? Because your will is good. Your will is acceptable. Your will is perfect. Your will is glorious. Your will is right on all the time. Oh, it's the safest place to be. God, help us to see that it's the safest place to be. God, would you give us the revelation that being smack dab in the center of your will is the safest place that we could ever be. Whatever wind comes, whatever rain comes, whatever hail comes, when we build our house on your will, it won't be blown over. It won't be blown to smithereens. It won't be torn down. It won't be destroyed. I just see that, Lord. I just saw a picture of a person standing, and there's all of this chaos going on all around this person, and they're standing on dry ground. Even though the rain is trying to fall, it can't fall on the ground on which they stand. Although the warfare is trying to land, the demons are trying what they're, it's almost like that person is in a bubble, watching the warfare all around them that never touches them. Jesus. It's like they're looking through glass, but they're protected by the glass. They can see that the enemy is raging. They can see the strategies being deployed, but nothing is touching them. That is a picture of what it looks like when you are in the center of God's will. And I'm not saying that bad things don't happen to good people who are sold out to God. I'm saying it's the safest place to be. Father, help us to understand Listen, there's a difference between warfare and mistreating your body. There's a difference between warfare and your sin that leads to consequences. Help us, Lord, to realize that although bad things do happen, accidents happen, injustices happen, when we are in the center of your will, it's the safest place to be because it's from that position where we can be assured that you work all things together for the good because we love you and are called according to your purpose. The safest place to be is in the center of your will because we know that from that position, what the devil meant for harm, you will turn around for our good. We know, help us to see and understand that being in the center of your will is the safest place 
place to be because even though the enemy may take his best shot, even though you may allow some warfare to come against us so that we can learn how to fight, so that we can learn how to win, so that we can experience that taste of victory, so that we can show the enemy the manifold wisdom of God. Although you may allow some warfare to trickle in from time to time, even when we're in perfect right standing with you, you have promised us that no Isaiah 54, 17, Isaiah 54, 17, Isaiah 54, 17, you have promised us that no weapon formed against us shall prosper, but every tongue that rises against us shall be condemned. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and our righteousness is of you. Father, we thank you that although we're not perfect, although sometimes we give the enemy a toehold, although sometimes we give the enemy a foothold, although sometimes we even give the enemy a stronghold, if we can recalibrate our lives to the center of your will, you can do a rapid work. It might seem like it's taking you forever to work all things together for the good, but you can do a rapid work. You can do a miracle. You can bring into our lives that which we need in the moment to know that you are with us a sign, uh, a blessing in the midst of a warfare. I see that, Lord. You're going to, some of you are going through such warfare right now. Some of you are going through such hell right now. Some of you are going through such a trial and the enemy is behind it, pushing your buttons, causing people to rise up and manifest against you. I want you to shift your focus for just a moment. Because, yeah, we're in, a, we're in warfare mode this morning. But I want you to shift your focus for it. This is a very important key in warfare. I want you to hear me. This is a very important key. Look for the blessing. Come on, let me pray teach you for two minutes. Look for the blessing. Look for the blessing. Look for the blessing. In the midst of the warfare, watch because God is also blessing you. In the midst of this warfare, in the midst of the enemy come to steal, kill, and destroy, there's something else going on in your life that is good. And if you can just take a moment to consider the goodness of God in the land of the living, you will not grow weary in well-doing. If you can just take a moment to consider the blessings of God in the midst of the warfare, you will find strength in your soul to continue to fight the good fight of faith. If if you can just continue to see how God's hand is working in your life, how his favor is upon you, how people uh, that, uh, that, that are, that are, that how people stand with you. If you could just see that what you have, if you could just count your blessings in the midst of the warfare, you will not give up. You will press through to the victory. I know some of you are weary. I know some of you are worn out. I know some of you have been fighting long, 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 long battles. But talk, just take a moment to remember how God has blessed you in the middle of it. Maybe you got a promotion at work. Maybe you signed on a new house. Maybe your kid got straight A's. I don't know. But when we start focusing only on the enemy and we forget to focus on the Lord, that that is when we find ourselves worn to the stub. So, Father, help us today, even as we fight, even as we battle, even as we press, even as we push back darkness, even as we deal with the enemy at hand. Help us, Lord, today 
to remember your blessing is upon our lives. Help us to remember. Even when the enemy is chasing us down, help us to remember that your blessings are also chasing us down. And the enemy shall not overtake us, but the blessing of the Lord will overtake us. Come on, somebody needs to write that down. You must remember that even though the enemy is chasing you down, it might seem like the enemy is at your heels. It might feel like the enemy is breathing down your neck. But even while the enemy is chasing you down, the blessings of God are chasing you down. And the enemy will not overtake you, but the blessings of God will overtake you. I said the enemy will not overtake you. He might chase you down, but he's going to run out of wind. He may run after you, but he's going to run out of gas. He may come after you with everything he's got, but he will not prosper against you. But you will prosper even in the midst of the warfare. I said you will prosper even in the midst of the warfare when you keep your eyes on the prize, when you've counted the cost and chosen to go the distance for God, to push back, to press through, to stand and withstand. The blessings will chase you down and overtake you. Come on, remember that. The blessings will overtake you. The devil's not going to overtake you. It might feel like the devil overtook you, but the devil hasn't overtaken you. Not really. That's just what he wants you to think so that you'll give up. That's just what he wants you to think so that you'll back down. That's just what he wants you to think. So you'll retreat, but there is no retreat. There is no retreat. We will not back down. The blessing of God is all around us. His presence is with us. His spirit dwells within us. We have the whole armor of God. Greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. We are the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. We can run run through a troop and leap over a wall. We can run with the horses. We can fight with the mighty men. The spirit of might rests upon us. Blessings are chasing us down and overtaking us. Oh, Jesus, I wish I could get a few of you to agree with me this morning. God is so good. Whatever you're dealing with, you will not back down because God's not backing down and he is able to make you stand. Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, you come on, that setup is just a, that, that setback is just a setup for your comeback. Come on, you know it. That setup is just a, that setback is just a setup for your comeback. The enemy thinks he's got you right where he wants you, but the reality is God has the devil right where he wants him. And you can take the knockout punch if you get up. Come on, the count is on. One, two, three, four. Come on, the count's not over yet. You can still get up. Come on, I'm talking to somebody. You can still get up. I know the devil knocked you down. You can still get up. With God, you got more than a 10 count. You can always choose to give up. If you don't quit, you're going to win. Come on. Get back up. The righteous man falls down seven times and he gets back up again. Come on, get up. Get up. I know it feels impossible. I've been there. If you could hear some of my stories, I know it feels impossible. I know it looks impossible. I know it sounds impossible. I know people around you are telling you that it's impossible, but God is the God of the impossible. He makes the impossible possible. He makes the crooked places straight. He makes a way through the desert. We are winners. We are victorious overcomers. We 
Oh, we come on. I ain't got no chicken anointing, and neither do you. I break that chicken anointing off you. <laughs> we are eagles. We fight like snake. We fight, we fight snakes like eagles. We fight snakes like eagles. We fight snakes like eagles. The eagles swoop down and get that snake. We fight snakes like eagles. We're not chickens. You got this. You can do this. Jesus. How many of you are tired of the enemy stealing from you? How many of you are tired of, of building your business up to a certain point only to have the enemy come in with some kind of Judas in the workplace and steal half your clients? How many of you are tired of building your church up to a certain point only to have Jezebel come in and just wreak havoc and steal a bunch of uh, uh, un undiscerning people from out under you and lead them into deception? How many of you are tired of it? Getting on the brink of promotion at work and some Absalom come in and just take what belonged to you. How many of you are tired of it? You know, look, listen, until you get really tired of it, you won't do anything. You won't persevere through the warfare. When you're 100 pounds overweight, until you get tired of it enough, you won't make the change that you need to make. Until, until, until you see that the, the cigarette smoke is damaging your lungs, until you get tired of going to the doctor and getting that bad report, you won't stop smoking. Come on. Until you get tired enough of the, of the warfare, you're not going to fight like you need to fight to break through. For, spiritual warfare is not for the faint of heart. Come on. If you're tired of it, say, I'm tired of it. The Lord gave me this revelation a few weeks ago. Pray behind enemy lines. What does that mean? Praying behind enemy lines is it is enemy lines is an area controlled by the enemy. It's like a secret mission that goes into an area controlled by the enemy. Praying behind enemy lines. It's a proximity issue. Come on, I'm teaching you. It's a proximity issue. When we went to London every month last year, we went to Croydon, London, which is a borough of London, Croydon. It was the witchcraft capital of Europe. We went and started houses of prayer behind enemy lines. We got so much warfare, I don't even want to tell you. But guess what? We won. There's something about praying behind enemy lines, praying in an area controlled by the enemy. Remember when Moses sent out the 12 spies and two came back with a, uh, a good report and the other 10 came with a bad report? But there was another time under Joshua's leadership when Joshua sent two spies into Jericho and they were working behind enemy lines. And you know what they found out? You know what you get? Listen to me. Do you know what you get when you pray behind enemy lines? You get prophetic intelligence that you couldn't get any other way. When you dare to go into places in prayer under the leadership of the Holy Spirit, he gives you strategies to overcome things you couldn't overcome in the past. When Joshua sent the two spies into the promised land, they realized in that moment because Rahab, the prostitute, told them that everybody in that city was shaking in their boots. Their hearts had melted, the Bible says, because of fear. Their hearts melted because of fear. <laughs> their hearts melted because of fear. So they came out of that time behind enemy lines, and they had prophetic intelligence that gave all of Israel great courage to go in and take the promised land finally after hundreds of years walking in the wilderness.
Do you want to keep staying in the wilderness fighting devils? Or would you rather give it one big push and get in your promised land? Because the Israelites had battles in the desert too. They had to fight in the desert too. They had skirmishes in the desert too. It wasn't until they went behind enemy lines and got that prophetic intelligence that they were able to take the promised land. Another way to say it is to take back what the devil stole. Remember Gideon? He was right there at the edge of the, of the enemy lines. Do you remember that? He was right there at the edge of the enemy lines, and he overheard two of the enemies talking about a dream in which the Israelites just came in and crushed the Midianites. And that gave Gideon the push he needed because he was a little scared. <laughs> that gave him the push he needed. He got prophetic intelligence behind enemy lines. Come on, I'm teaching you this morning. This is good teaching. I don't care where you're from. And so we've got to be a people who are willing to go a little further in the realm of warfare than we've been before. You can't get somebody else to fight all your battles. Sometimes you have to be like David. Remember when the, uh, the, when uh, David went to Ziglag because the enemy had come and taken all the, the, the wives and the children? He had to go behind enemy lines to take back what the devil stole. Yes? He and some of the men went behind enemy lines. The enemy had come in and burned down David's city in Ziglag, and he had to go in behind enemy lines to take back what the devil stole. Yes, behind enemy lines is the place of divine strategy. Come on, this is good teaching. I don't care where you're from. So, Father, help us, Lord. Help us, Lord, today to be willing to press a little further than we've pressed in warfare before. Help us, Lord, to be willing not to wait for the enemy to bring the war for to us, but help us, Lord, give us the courage to take the war to the enemy. Always under your leadership, always under your guidance. But help us, Lord. We wait so many times, God, for the enemy to bring the war to us. And we lose so much in the process. We lose confidence. We lose courage. We lose money. We lose time. Help us, Lord, today to be willing to have the courage to take the war to the enemy, to go to the enemy's camp. <laughs> Guys, you have to be led by the Spirit to do this. I'm teaching you a principle. I'm not giving you a license to go beyond the bounds of grace or the movement of the Holy Spirit, the leadership of the Holy Spirit. But this is a principle. We wait. We wait for the enemy to bring the war to us, and then we half-heartedly fight it, and we're scared or upset or weary or whatever we are. Sometimes you have to take the war to the enemy's camp and pray there. Take back what the enemy stole. So, Father, thank you this morning that you revealed this strategy. It's in the Bible that you revealed this strategy to go behind enemy lines, to get this divine intelligence, this prophetic insight that we need either to gain courage or to gain information that helps us understand the landscape. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise and we give you honor. We magnify your name because you are a good, good father. There's nobody like you. Nobody mighty to save like you. Nobody mighty in battle like you. You are Jehovah Gabor. You are our leader. <laughs> give us discernment in the warfare, God. Give us discernment in the warfare, God. 
Give us discernment in the warfare, God. Have you ever noticed how Joshua was a great warrior, but he didn't have great discernment? If the Lord gave him a direct uh, instruction, he obeyed it, but he didn't have discernment. Joshua missed it more than once. He missed it with the group of people who came, pretending they came from a long country and made a covenant with them. He had to go to war for them. I'm not going to tell the whole story. But even when the captain of the host showed up, Bible says Joshua was hanging out. He looked up and there was a, a man with a sword in his hand. And Joshua was so courageous. He marched up to the man and, said, and demanded, who are you? Are you with us? Or are you with them? And it was the Lord Jesus Christ, the pre-incarnate Christ. He said, neither. I'm the captain of the host. So here's the pre-incarnate Christ standing before him. and He doesn't know who he's looking at. He couldn't tell if this was friend or foe, but he had the courage to go up and confront him. So, Father, we don't want to just have courage. We need discernment to go with the courage. We don't want to just have discernment. We need the courage to go with the discernment. Amen? We need both. We need both. We need both. We need both. So, Lord, help us to walk in that perfect blend of discernment and courage. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We need both. This next installment of the Developing, Spirit, uh, Developing Spiritual Discernment series at School of the Spirit at AHOP on Sunday is discerning what specific spirits are attacking you. If you've not gotten in on that series, we're a few weeks away from ending. There's like 18 or 20 classes in that series on Developing Spiritual Discernment. And you can still go sign up. Every past episode is up there for you to watch. Remember to use your code MORNINGS. Remember to use your code MORNINGS in order to uh, get a discount on that. That code's just for you. That code is just for you. You need courage and discernment. You need both. Joshua didn't have much discernment. Over and over we see he lacked discernment. He could hear from the Lord just because you're prophetic doesn't mean you have discernment. You can hear clearly from the Lord and still not have discernment. Isn't that interesting? We need courage and discernment. Come on, this is good stuff. Yeah, go over to School of the Spirit, guys, and get, be part of that Developing Spiritual Discernment series. There's like 20 classes. You can go to PrayForJennifer.com. You can go to JenniferLeClaire.org slash donate. You can use PayPal.me slash JenniferLeClaire. You can text the word PRAY to 754-701-2161. Text the word PRAY. You can use the PayPal, PayPal.me slash JenniferLeClaire. You can use the Venmo. Venmo is at JenniferLeClaire. So pray for me and I'm going to come back and I believe I'll start my Facebook live series on the next great move of God tomorrow, unless there's jackhammers. Remember my brand new book? We prayed through that yesterday, Breaking the Miracle Barrier. We did a Facebook live in the afternoon. If you missed that, you can go watch it, but go get that if it's going to help you. It really is a good book. If you're desperate for a miracle, Sid Roth says, if you're desperate for a miracle, this is the book that you need to buy. So check that out as we go in Jesus name. I love you guys. have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seer's ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? 
get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.